You are listening to The Plastic Surgery Revolution with Dr. Stephen Davis, the one and only podcast that discusses modern plastic surgery and leaves you looking great and feeling better. Welcome, everyone, to The Plastic Surgery Revolution. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Davis, board-certified plastic surgeon. How many of you out there have been worrying about your hair? I know it's something that most of us, when we really think about it, begins to be something that we think about as we're getting older. And it does send, send messages that it's an aging process. And for many, many years, um, when I was doing hair restoration or hair transplant surgery, 99% of the people that we were doing it on were men. And obviously it's been something that's been around a long time. Back in 1961, um, the whole concept of um, being able to transfer hairs from one part of the scalp to another part of the scalp was really an ingenious concept. Back then, uh, it was discovered that the donor hairs retain its memory and it still believes that it's growing from where you took those hairs. So think about this. If we harvested some hairs from the back of your head, where a lot of people end up still maintaining a decent amount of hair growth, but in the front of your hair, in the front of your head, where your whole hairline starts to go away, if we could take the hairs from the back of your head, where it's going to continue to grow and transplant it to the front, those hairs still think they're living in the back of your head. And that concept became what we call retaining its donor memory. Well, since then, the whole hair restoration process, hair transplants, uh, PRP get, that gets injected into your scalp to make your hair follicles grow better, all of these incredible scientific facts have come out, and the whole process of doing hair restoration has now created this crescendo of really being able to do it in a very natural appearance and to do it on men as well as women. And here's the beauty of it. You can do the smallest areas that you would never even have thought in the past that you could correct. And it doesn't have to be like you're doing a complete, you know, head of hair for someone. Let me give you some examples. Recently, we started doing women that, um, due to COVID, um, literally developed hair loss. And that it, there is an actual thing called the, you know, COVID hair loss, uh, scenarios. And we can actually go to an area of the scalp. Maybe it's your part. Maybe it's the back of your head. Maybe it's near your ears. We've done three different times on women who just notice patches of hair loss. They still have a significant amount of hair growing, but the patches of hair loss create a lot of uh, issues for them. So we were able to take hair from a different part of the body and actually transfer it to an area where you are actually seeing these bald patches or these hair losses. And that became such an incredible thing to be able to do. We started talking about it more and more 
in office hours when I was doing other things to, you know, injectables and things like that. And before you know it, just by word of mouth, more and more people started to realize, even if you didn't have COVID hair loss, it may be that as you started to get older, you just started to notice that your hairline's receding or your part is just starting to separate more and more. We can actually do hair transplants to get those areas to just look more densified. And and the beauty of it is now we're doing it in such an elegant fashion. We're using a special machine that we're calling the Neograft machine. And the Neograft machine allows us to actually take individual hair follicles that are growing in other parts of the scalp that are actually very robust and actually very dense and taking those hairs and being able to sort them and replace them into areas where you may have lost a significant amount of hair. So let me give you a couple of examples. Recently, we did a young man who, uh, again, in his late 30s, early 40s, and he has developed a balding pattern in the crown of the head, as well as in the little alcoves in the front of his hairline. So by taking some individually harvested hairs from an area that's growing very well, which is in the back of the head or the occipital area, we were able to transfer around 2,000 hairs to actual other parts of the scalp that were getting less and less dense or actual balding areas. And by doing this, we're actually able to redistribute where your good hairs are growing and put them into an area that is very sparse or fallow. And the beauty of it like this is that there won't be any large scars that need to be healing. You can resume activity within the first two to three days afterwards. And the recovery period, believe it or not, really has more to do with just making sure that you're not being overly active because we do want to make sure that the follicles that we've transplanted stick into the location that we transplanted them. And there's no sutures. There's nothing like that that needs to be done. Believe it or not, doing it in the fashion that we're now doing it. And again, most plastic surgeons that have really started to get into doing more and more hair transplants have gotten into it because we started to realize that it is an extremely aesthetic procedure and now it can be done in such an elegant fashion that I think if this is something that you're listening to and you're really interested in, you should check out someone that really does do a good amount of hair transplants and also can give you an evaluation if you're a good candidate or not for this. And that's what I wanted to leave you with because there are many people that have really dedicated a large part of their practice, be it if you're a dermatologist or a plastic surgeon in the hair restoration realm. But the most important thing that I can tell you is if you're a woman or if you're a man, there are classifications of hair loss. And it's an ingenious thing. The male version of this is called the Hamilton classification of balding. And literally over many, many years, there is actually a one to seven rating system of where you would fall 
into this Hamilton classification of balding. And, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because it's important for you to see, and in women we have the same kind of a, a classification system. It's a little different, but the concept is we want to be able to understand where you're falling in this classification because that will allow us to know how we can utilize the donor hairs in the most efficient process and know that based on what your classification is, we're not going to be wasting these donor hairs. Because listen, at the end of the day, the most important thing for any of you that are interested in this to really understand is that when the donor hairs are no longer available, the game is over and we can't transplant anymore. So many of you that come in to see me at a very young age, we've seen people in their you know early 20s or late 20s, and I've actually told you, let's start with things like PRP injections to the scalp. Let's start with something lesser than a hair transplant because you're so young, we don't really know where your pattern is yet. Give it a little bit of time so that we can really know where we want to utilize these donor hairs to the utmost, um, you know, efficient way, because we don't want to waste any of these hair follicles. We don't want to waste them in a place that it will not serve you in the future. So that's why it's really very important that when you're looking for someone to do your hair restoration, go to someone that's got some experience with this and understand that at the end of the day, trying to conserve those donor hairs so that as you continue to age, just like with a facelift or just like with anything else, as you continue to age, most likely your balding pattern will continue. We're not going to be able to arrest the progression of whatever your balding classification is going to be. We can just continue to watch it and then try to supplement the hair restoration by putting it in places where we know you're going to continue to lose hair from. And that way, it can constantly be something that we update and constantly be something that we're keeping ahead of, much like we do with Botox injections, much like we do with other things. And again, that's why it's kind of fallen into the realm of a lot of plastic surgery treatments is that we now understand the anti-aging process or what we like to call the pre juvenation process so that we actually are looking at this from the standpoint of, okay, you're a classification, let's say four. And we know now that if we looked at you in five years from now, if we looked at you in 10 years from now, we could almost, you know, guess what your balding pattern is going to look like. And based on that, we can now take those follicles from where we know you're going to continue to have them and put them in a place that you'll be able to have them and enjoy them and make them look like you're really not balding as much as you would have been because we kind of preempted the whole idea of you going bald in an area. And then all of a sudden, one day you come to work and you have a, you know, a head of hair there. It's going to look pretty obvious that you had hair transplants. So again, in, in the same way that we're doing facelifts now, maybe a little bit earlier than people used to do because we don't want everybody to just show up at work and look like, you know, 20 years younger 
For a lot of people, they wouldn't care. But for a lot of you out there that really want to do subtle type of things, we're doing mini facelifts. We're doing other types of things to try to make this aging process something that is very gradual and that you look normal in the whole process. Well, the exact same thing now is something that we are doing with hair restoration. It doesn't have to be like an all or nothing type of a thing. If you feel like you're starting to lose hair in certain locations of your scalp, and you're a good candidate for this, this may be the cosmetic procedure that you know has your name on it. So think about those things. You've been listening to the Plastic Surgery Revolution. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Davis, and I'll be speaking with you again next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Plastic Surgery Revolution with Dr. Stephen Davis. Please subscribe to our show in iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. Keep listening, looking great, and feeling better.